What are the benefits of willing listeners eager to contribute? So welcome everyone to another episode of the Value for Value show. My name is Kyron, host of the Mere Models podcast, the Mere Models book reviews, but also this show, which is for digital content creators and those who are willing, wanting to connect deeper with their audience and also monetize their products, perhaps in the way that is a little bit outside of the ordinary, not using the paywall option of Patreon, not using the option of advertising, but using value for value, which is essentially getting support from your listeners who are willing and eager to contribute to you. So yes, indeed, the topic for today we're going to be talking about. Oh, and today I am recording on the 27th of September, 2023. I do these live as well. So I always uh, appreciate if you want to come join with that. There's some uh, details in the show notes about that. And today we're going to be talking about the open source revolution that's upon us. So what is this current and why is this related to value for value? So I'm actually relatively new to open source and I'll go more into the, I suppose, definition of that um, shortly. But I've, I've always been a rather non-technical person. And so uh, all of these things about open source software and debugging and namespaces and things like this. I've, I've always really struggled well, when I first started interacting with it, I really struggled to understand. And so basically open source is creating software code, which is available to the public and anyone can contribute to it. And, and it is free in the sense of freedom, not necessarily in the sense of the actual software is free and or, or at least there's it's it's you can monetize around it and so they'll be talking a little bit about the history of this i'm going to go over some of the reasons why i think the ethos of the open source community is very similar to value for value as well as just talking about why people contribute and we'll look at the talent part of the the three t's as well so podcasting 2.0 was my real introduction to the open source community and doing things out in the open. And it was really interesting to me. And um, I found uh, myself diving further into it and learning more about ethos. This was at the same time I was learning about value for value. And uh, man, I've, I really have dived in. I've um, almost did my first pull request recently. I was trying to update the Boostergram number numerology and uh, I with which uh, James Cridlin actually owns on a on a GitHub. I didn't manage to do it, but I will do that shortly afterwards. But open source actually affects quite a few people and it almost certainly has affected you. So if you have ever used Mozilla Firefox, if you've ever used LibreOffice, if you've ever used the VLC media player, if you've ever used a laptop with PHP on it or Python or um, Shortcut, GNU, Blender, um, what else do we have? Apache Web, Audacity, and of course, yeah, I mentioned Linux, and which is basically on every Android phone. So if you've ever touched an Android phone, you have used some open source software at, at some point. And you, you never really notice this, and it's, it's kind of hidden in the background a lot of the times, which is sort of what I think V4V is going to become at, at times. It's you'll have this ability to, to connect with your, your audience and you won't know all of the things about Bitcoin that's going on behind the surface, which is happening with a lot of these podcasting 2.0 apps. And you won't know exactly how it works. All you know is, oh, I got a message directly from someone and there's, there was a value of money attached to it. Wow, that was super cool. Or, oh, this person reached out to me and they left a really nice comment and 
you know, it's because it doesn't have all of the spam type behavior, which you'll see on YouTube comments, it's actually a valuable comment, something that was worthwhile and interesting and intriguing. And if you want to know more about these, go back to the previous episodes on boostergrams and the streaming of sats and things like that, which you could find earlier in this season in episodes 43 and 44. So we can see, okay, there's open sources is upon us. We're encountering it every day. How does this actually relate to value for value and why, why are they similar? So I'm going to go over a couple of properties here, which I have done in my bit of research over this past week, because I didn't really know much about the history of it. And it's, it's actually pretty fascinating going into it. And uh, what really helped me was this documentary called Revolution OS, which was a, a, a documentary and a lot of it showcases the, the starting of how people were using software. This is basically like the geeks and the nerds. And when they were first creating software, it was in this open environment. No one had uh, uh, passwords on their laptops and they, cause they were just or on their computers, I guess you'd call them back then. And they, cause there was no need to, everyone was just, would just contribute. And even when they did set it up, one of the guys, Richard Stallman, who's um, I'll talk more about shortly, would just hack into the database and then find everyone's password and then email them and be like, hey, just so you know, like your password is blah, 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 blah. It's much easier to just press the enter button because obviously it's in tongue in cheek because he's, he's showing, saying and showing how the ability to share software, uh, just because you have a password, one doesn't mean it's necessarily secure. And it's a kind of a barrier to the ethos of, of sharing publicly. So Open source code, and this is just a reading here from a little website. Open source code is usually stored in a public repository and shared publicly. Anyone can access the repository to use the code independently or contribute improvements to the design and functionality of the overall project. So we can see that, okay, you know, having a password's not helping that. It's actually a hindrance to people coming in. And so there was this thing called the free software movement, which was started by this guy, Richard Stallman. And Free actually in this case doesn't refer to price. Free is very much about the liberty to access the code, to change it for anyone to have access to it. And if you go and learn more about the free software movement, he's kind of got these principles which he lays out and they're very much related to liberty and personal choice and things like this. And essentially it's the ability to change, adapt, use or not use without restrictive IP and licensing. And so you think coin this term, the copy left instead of the copyright, uh, which is the, uh, and this is coming from the, that documentary, a quote, inalienable right to cooperate with other people and form a community. And so that was from this guy, Richard Stallman, the free software movement founder. And I think this is exactly what is happening with value for value music. For example, if you look at the adaptability of of what's happening someone is putting up their music for example and uh, once again go back to some of the previous episodes where i talked about value for value music and, and how this operates so this is going back to episode 45 and 46 this is where you can see okay someone is putting up something they've created so they've put in some hard work and and created something and now they're putting it into an RSS feed and basically just saying, if anyone wants to use this, adapt it, do what they want to it, they can, please just give some accreditation. And this is where it comes to um, the licensing sort of aspect because with, with this software, open source software, uh, 
um, it usually comes with a distribution license and the license includes terms that define how developers can use, study, modify, and most importantly, distribute the software. So it's not necessarily free in the sense of you can do whatever you want with it. You can change it, not give accreditation to, uh, to the person who has created it or steal it directly or things like this. There are a lot of nuances with this, which is exactly what is the same with FIFA V. It's a lot of nuance, but essentially what I see is it's very similar in that Someone puts up a piece of soft, uh, source code software, someone puts up some music. Other people can see that, adapt it, and so they can add lines to that code. And then they can either, um, with, with some of the licenses, some of them say, if you change it enough, you need to then call it something different so that the original person is not getting, I guess, um, tainted with your with what you've changed to it, because you could be putting malware in, into it and they don't want their name associated with that. Or you could just be doing minor alterations to improve some bugs, which is, uh, you know, a good thing. Value for value music. If someone puts their music up and then I put it into a, a V for V J show. So this is like a value for value music show where I'm maybe talking over it. Maybe I've done like a couple of scratches. Maybe I'm jumping in and out and being like, yeah, here comes the banger part. Do, 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 do. Obviously, you're changing the music, you're adapting it because you're adding your extra audio on top of it, or perhaps you've done a remix or something like this. But we can see, okay, this is, it's the same ethos. Someone's putting something up and just saying, hey, I've, I've created this thing. Why don't you use it? You can adapt it. You can do these things to it. Uh, and obviously, there's going to be some nuances. And I would actually imagine if value for value music kind of gets as big as I think it's going to get, there's probably going to meet, need to be some licenses and different types of licenses. Oh yeah, you can use it in this sense or, oh, you can only use it if you're including me as a 90% split or my value block is is 90% of it. So I get 90% of uh, any income coming in from people listening to your show, which is using my music. So I think this has got a very similar use case of value for value. And I do the same with my show here. Like I put it out there. If anyone wants to create clips from it, if they want to adapt it, do anything they want to it, that's awesome. If they want to rip off the entire show and then put it on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. I'm not uh, happy with that per se. <laughs> and so this is where it's like, yeah, there is some boundary points that can be crossed. But once again, the nuances, it's the, the spirit behind it of of sharing things publicly. And uh, I, th I think that's a, a very noble ambition and, and something that actually in the best, in the long term, actually distributes things, makes it uh, more widely available. So another point here, which we have is contribution. So open source is all about others con contributing to make it better. And this can be done on a somewhat voluntary basis uh, or they can be compensated for it. So, you know, no financial gain or they actually have some. And we can see this in, in various, aspect, uh, various aspects of uh, value for value as well. Uh, Alex Gates, for example, he contributed the topic for this week. He was the one who suggested I, I do open source software or open source um, and on the value for value show and how that it relates to value for value. And, you know, that was a great suggestion because I probably wouldn't have done that without him. I wouldn't have done the research to do this very show without him him saying that. And so then looking at that and then seeing, okay, you know, I do something similar with the value for value splits as well with this very show. So uh, if you look into the, the value block for this, you'll see I've got two which are 
uh, at 1%. One is for the boost bot by C-dubs and another is by the fountain boost bot, which is just a service that I add on to this because I find it beneficial. It surfaces boostergrams in a way that I personally can't do and highlights them in a different way. And I'm willing to compensate people for that. And they just ask that they get put into the splits. And this is very much how open source software works as well. People contribute, they make things better. And then they're not trying to lock down the software itself. Anyone can get access to it, but it, it does take effort, time to learn th these things and you can make it easier. Yeah, sure. I'll come to your workplace and I'll help install it for you. I'll train up your staff so they know how to use the Linux operating system or Debian or whatever it is that they're, they're running on their particular computers and servers. And so I think this aspect of contribution is very much important to, to value for value as well. Someone can help contribute to this show in, in various different ways. And I'll talk more about that at the end. In this case, we've seen that Fountain and C-dubs have done it through a software as a service sort of way. They've created something I could never create. I don't know how to code. I don't know how to do these things. And I'm compensating them for that. And then Alex Gates or Sir Alex Gates has contributed to this show by giving me a topic, which I wouldn't have thought about otherwise, but I'm, I'm not going to compensate him for this one. And so you can kind of see there's these, these two aspects, which are very, very much similar with um, open source. And so, yeah, very, very interesting to, to see that kind of parallel there. Another one is transparency. And you can actually make a better product when anyone can view all the bugs, messiness and how the sausage is made. And so uh, in this Revolution OS documentary, it was talking about this guy called Eric Raymond, who's sort of, uh, honestly, he's probably like, <laughs> it's kind of similar to me in that he's kind of like a little bit of a philosopher whilst also uh, trying to do practical things. And so he wrote this manifesto, I guess you'd call it, called The Cathedral and the Bazaar. And it was basically... A, a document, a paper that he wrote, which is sort of in a book form as well, talking about how uh, he was arguing in this that by creating, using open source and having people coming into the actual code itself, you're getting more eyes on it, you're getting more people looking at it, you're getting more people fixing it as compared to a company with um, closed software who only have a limited number of developers and they have to be, you know, they're on a time schedule, they're on a pay. If they don't get paid, they're not going to be working on it. And he was just essentially saying that in, in the long run, actually open sourcing your code does create a better product because you'll have more people doing this. And I believe the same applies to, to content creation. When you start having ads and sponsors entering the picture, I think this starts to shift. I think your product that you're creating becomes diluted. And this is not a new observation. People over the many years have talked about how, you know, art becomes mainstream or commercialized. And then it's, it loses that essence that made it this underground thing that was so vibrant, so passionate, so interesting and unique. And then it, it becomes mainstream. It becomes, you know, kind of corrupted by all of the influences of people saying, oh, you should probably not talk about this on this show. Oh, you might not want to do this. And it's not like it ruins it necessarily, but the misaligned incentives that we were talking about from the last episode, I think to start to crop up, you see on the open source side of things or on the business side of things of software, 
if something is closed source, you, you tend to get these monopolies looking at you, Microsoft, um, or this locked in behavior where you you offer it to someone and then it becomes an integral part of the of the company that is using the software and then you start not supporting previous versions so they have to upgrade and then you're you've got kind of like poor customer support because they don't have any other option they have to use you so if you only want to hire five customer support people when you really need 10 well it's like well too bad you're just gonna have to deal with that company because you're locked in and uh in in all of these cases it's, it's creating a worse product for the person who wants to use it in the in the software side of things and i me personally my belief is that the more ads you start to add in the more sponsors the more outside influences that you have on your show uh probably are going to have this type of behavior where it is locking you in where you are doing things that I, th I think just create a worse product and so having this transparency of look this is how i do the value for value show you can see exactly who is influencing me and how much they're influencing me um because you i read out all the boostergrams and because i acknowledge the support and in this case if i do start talking about this particular topic you know it's it's because either i want to or because i've been influenced in a way which you can see it's the kind of things hidden behind the surface which are the mm, it, it it leads to worse outcomes i i personally believe so we've got the adaptability we've got the contribution we've got the transparency and then the fire final one here was the meritocracy and so only the software that people want and adopt and adopt will actually survive long term so just because something is open source doesn't mean it's good <laughs> you know there's plenty of bugs there's plenty of things that uh make it kind of crappy and um it's it's very much if we look at podcasting 2.0 for example if there wasn't a desperate need uh, for from people like me who wanted to create a better product who wanted to be able to connect with their audience in a in a more peer-to-peer uh, -peer manner being able to do it through the actual podcasting apps themselves instead of having to direct them to go onto instagram or go onto facebook and do this thing and then connect with me there i much it just makes so much more sense to be able to do it within the app why can't we do it that way okay well we don't have all the infrastructure a namespace sets of rules to for app developers to be able to do this all right let's let's do it let's create it and that's exactly what adam curry and, and dave jones did and you know if people didn't want that it wouldn't have taken off it, it, they, it would have died on the vine podcasting 2.0 would have had 15 shows and then it would have been like uh nothing's really happening here okay all right let's let's uh, call it there instead what has happened is there's been a super vibrant vibrant community formed there's a lot of people working to create apps to talk about value for value me here you know there's people who are great at code there's people who are great at advertising there's people who are great at finding uh, hidden podcasts, the Swedish Trickler, for example. There's people who are great at documentation, which is very necessary for developers to be able to use all these sorts of things. We can see there's so many people who want to contribute, who are willing to contribute, and it's the contribution that uh, that provides the value, I guess. And it, the same sort of thing. If you have a, a company, for example, that uh, a, sh a show so let, let's look at it in this case there's you've got a company that has created a, a service around some open source software 
if the software is not getting picked up, if Linux was not being used, the the companies that were created back in the day, um, uh, I can't remember some of them are from this Revolution OS uh, documentary. They they would have gone no, nowhere. They would have um, one was called uh, Linux VA, for example. It had a big uh, stock price thing. It uh, it IPO'd, and what you could kind of see was like it it just kind of went down over time. Now this was probably due a lot to the um the dot com uh, dot com bubble burst that that happened around that time. But there were other companies that did IPO. Red Hat, for example, which still exists to this day, and is still thriving and you know it is related to the marketplace and not having monopolies or outside control on on a fair market which t- typically tends to lead to um to worse outcomes so for example on the podcasting side of things if you have a a show by a company designed to sell a product um that's probably going to need some outside source of revenue to keep that show going so for example let's just take Nike and they've got a podcast related to selling the newest Nike shoes, the newest Nike merch or brand that's coming out. You're probably not going to want to use value for value. I'm not sure value for value will really work for a show like that because they, they've got a very explicit purpose of, of selling you something. The, I, I guess like the, the show is uh, it's more of a sales device rather than something which is designed to to bring value to the customers to the the people listening to the podcast it's it's actually more designed to take value from them it's trying to get them to to buy the newest piece of um, shoe or the newest shirt or something like that and so in that case it's it's more of a extractive value so it probably needs i'm not sure value for value would work for a show like that whereas if you have other shows hopefully like this one which are trying to provide value in that sense and then just asking for value to be returned you know if if i do this show for 10 years and uh i it doesn't take off people aren't getting value from it you know that's just the market that's just like all right well people actually didn't want what i'm creating here and they they didn't value it enough and so the show goes away and you know there's no there's no problems with that and i have no problems with the you know the nike type podcast who are trying to sell things that's just advertising that's marketing that's you know how you get a product out there i just don't think that will work super successfully or would even work at all with value for value and so when you've got this kind of meritocracy of the best software, it's open source, it's out there, anyone can use it and contribute. If people don't like that project, they're not gonna contribute, it dies on the vine. Very similar to a show doing value for value. If it's a show which is providing value, it is making things better, people will contribute back to that. There is no doubt about that. And it's just how much and if that will serve you over time as well, that kind of meritocracy, I think it will, could almost call it the free market if you want of, value for value is sort of the free market if if it's a if it's a crappy product if no one's listening if no one wants it it's going to go away and this is where you know the onus is on me to actually create something that's good i do hope that i create something which is valuable that helps people out and so yeah that's uh i suppose the the four main aspects that i see for creating something the 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 ethos that is matched between value for value and open source 
Before I get onto the Boostergram Lounge, I did want to make one more point about the incentives for contributing as well and a little story time here. So I do the Mere Models podcast with my co-host Juan. We've been doing that for four years now. And, uh, you know, we've, we've gradually, I've, I've basically been showing him about value for value, about podcasting 2.0, open source, this sort of thing. And we always are trying to come up with new ways for people to incentivize people to contribute to the show and, and to create more value for the show. And he was suggesting like, oh, okay, what if we do this thing for in October or yeah, in October we do uh, a payback to listeners. So if someone boosts in a certain amount, we'll then put them in the value block for the next month. And that way they'll be, it can be kind of like a game type of deal where if the the more they contribute, the more they could get contributions from the past. And it's kind of like, you know, if you look at it that way, it's almost leading to the, the, <laughs> the Ponzi economic style, you know, taking from others to pay back the original people. And, uh, I was, when he first suggested this, I was, I was kind of off the bat, like, mm, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, one, because it does have that sort of feel of the taking from others to pay for the original people to then get them to, you know, and I, a lot of, uh, incentives and, and gamification is about just doing things to make people do things, even if it's not necessarily in their, their best interest. Or, I mean, I guess you could say, you know, actually I'll take that back because who knows what's in someone's best interest. If they want to play, spend, you know, their whole life playing video games, like, please go at it. Just be, be uh, aware that that's what you're doing. You are spending your whole life playing video games, you know, five hours, 10 hours a game, uh, a day. And I, I look, I, I love it as well. I, I'm very fascinated by the history of speed running. I watch videos on them all the time. And, uh, you know, there are people who will dedicate thousands of hours to just playing one level of a game over and over and over again. But in this case, I was going, eh, I'm not, I'm not so sure on that. I'm not too happy about that. And I, I couldn't exactly say why it was, what in particular that, that made me go, eh. But when I was thinking about this more, I, I realized what it was. And so uh, I'm going to actually give a suggestion here uh, of some learning that I've taken from a uh, podcast called uh, Volunteer Technologist. It's by a guy called Gene Liverman. And if you ever see him boosting around, his name is Gene Bean. And uh, he's got a few episodes out now, I think eight, and he's got one coming out pretty soon with uh, Mitch Downey, who is from Podverse, one of the apps I, I talk about regularly, who uh, Podverse actually is open source. And he, though uh, Gene actually sent me that interview a little bit before it was released, um, very much appreciated for him to, to do that. And what I've taken away from listening to his show, and so his is all about uh, volunteer or technologist. It's people volunteering their time to, uh, create technology to help other people out. And so, uh, in this case, he was talking about how Mitch with Podverse has, was really interested in the, um, accessibility aspect of the Podverse app of creating it so that it's, uh, helpful for people who do have accessibility problems, whether that be uh, trouble seeing, whether that be trouble hearing, whether that be trouble, um, you know, in any of those sort of th cases. So in this case, this is why transcripts were so important for, for him and integrating that into Podverse. And in general, these people are not motivated by money. If you look at what's actually going on, why are they doing these things? Why are they creating, volunteering their time? And they're not getting compensated, obviously. That's the, the whole aspect of volunteering. 
And so when it comes to the incentives for contribution for open, open source, it's it's typically not money it's i would say it's probably uh you know four percent of people contribute to a show probably 96 percent of people will contribute to open source or to a show not for any financial aspect at all so in this case they're writing code they're they're doing it because they want this thing to succeed and sure they'll do some hours um outside of it they'll they'll share it with their friends they will uh, help a developer out. They'll be on the beta testing like I am for Fountain and they will join the communities. They will participate. They'll do all of these things where it, there's nothing financial related to it. And if there is, it's like, whoa, that was unexpected. I, I, didn't, um, I didn't know that would happen. And very much the same, I think, for, for people contributing to a show. They, they don't want to get paid back in return. If someone's contributing to this very show, they're not contributing so that they can then get some money back in return. They're contributing so that I can read out their name, so that they, um, you know, feel good about contributing to to something and of value um, because I am putting in, you know, a whole ton of work of watching these documentaries, creating the resources, doing all the links, the chapters, all of that sort of stuff. And it's they 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 just you know they just want um their name read out they just want to feel good for themselves they just want to create a connection with me because i'm awesome or who knows <laughs> and so this is where i was like okay incentives wise as well it's it's probably not the best for okay let's if you if you contribute to this show you're going to get this thing and look we do do that for the mere mortals and which this show is considered part of if you contribute more than a hundred thousand sats, we will send you a mere mortals t-shirt. But it's like, you know, that that's just a, a, basically an equivalency if it, because a hundred thousand sats at the moment is about forty Australian dollars, which is about how much the shirts cost in the first place. So <laughs> it's not like you're 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 coming out of this with anything um, in a financial aspect. But you do have, you know, my appreciation. I send you a note. Uh, I send, uh, you know, the shirt as well as a, as a confirmation of that you have contributed. It's, it's like, you know, limited edition. So you get that aspect as well. Uh, there's all sorts of reasons why people contribute and most of it is not related to money. So when you think about the open source or whether you think about value for value, it is important to, to have a deep think about, okay, why is someone actually contributing to this show? Is it because they want a financial return in some point in the future no it's probably not it's probably for other reasons and it's best to highlight those reasons and and make them more available and and um, widely known so that was uh, very very cool i'm going to now jump onto the boostergram lounge before we start talking about some tips and other things at the end welcome to the value for value boostergram So the Boost Ground Lounge for everyone who is wondering is the section where I read out the messages for people who have contributed to the show in a in a monetary form and, and thank them very much for that. It's the best way to do this is via a, a podcasting 2.0 app. And for today, I'll, I'll really highlight Podverse because Podverse is open uh, source and you can go contribute to Podverse and you can also contribute to this show by sending in a boost. A boost is a message that you send within the actual app, very much like how you would send a comment on a YouTube video. And when you you send that message, it comes directly to me. 
um, because all of the infrastructure and all things like that are set up with it. And you can choose an amount to help support. So uh, we use Satoshis at this moment, and there's all sorts of fun things you can do with the numerology, uh, as you will see in the Boostergram numerology link, which I will also put in the, the show notes. Um, and so you can do things like uh, like Booberry did last week with a 17,776, 17, which is a big Liberty boost. And a whole bunch of people have uh, contributed today. So I can see right off the get-go here that Sam Sethi was streaming in a lot of payments, which are some, somewhat coming through his Boostergram. So very much appreciated for that. Thank you very much. And also William Kenny. So that was really, really cool. And then the only other one I've actually gotten from this week was from the Godcaster himself, Steve Webb. Another stellar episode, Kyron. Keep it up. 17,777. So almost, almost a big Liberty boost. We'll, we'll count that as one. Or, or, or it's a, a Striper boost with a, an extra one <laughs> at the front of it. And he sent that in using Fountain. Um, and you can actually go check out an episode I did talking about one of his shows called Lifespring Media in season two, which was episode number. Let me just bring this up um, here in my uploaded show season two, episode number 22, Lifespring Family Audio Bible. So very much appreciated. Thank you, Steve. And Steve uh, obviously enjoyed last week's episode, which was all about Oh, geez, this time goes so quickly. What was last week's episode about? Last week's episode was about the incentives of hosting and how everyone needs to win. So thank you very much, Steve, for that. Once again, you can contribute in very many ways and it's not just via Boostergrams, but uh, I really do appreciate when those come in. And Steve has taken another step towards getting that uh, that nice fancy mere model shirt. So uh, 100,000 sats is the limit for that. So if you want it and there's only... 19 of them left so yeah just gotta gotta recognize those things are going they're going quick <laughs> so i am gonna go into my little tip section here and i guess what on the meta level what is the lesson to take away from this and for me it was it's really worthwhile focusing on the talent aspect of the three t's the time talent and treasure and people are so diverse that they just can contribute in ways and see things that I can't. They do things differently. And, you know, I wouldn't have looked into the open source history without that suggestion from from Sarah Alex Gates. More eyeballs on the code makes it more secure. More ears on this podcast will actually make it better because people will contribute in various different ways. They might have audio stuff that they can hear about. They might um, give me more suggestions. They might tell me, oh, Kyron, you're saying I'm a little bit, or you're being too self-deprecating. You need to be more arrogant. You need to do these things. Or, and I, I would take them in. Some of those suggestions will be helpful. Some of them might not. And that's okay. That's the, the whole aspect of, of the talent really coming in because other people can see and do things differently. And so if you're checking out your screen now, it's kind of look like a, a little garble of numbers or, or, or letters and, and strings of lists. And it's like, what, what the hell is this? Well, this is the podcasting 2.0 team taken from the, the GitHub. And this is a list of everyone who has contributed to podcasting 2.0 in some way, or at least have done something which has made them worthwhile of, of joining the list. Because I mean, there's probably honestly a lot more people than what is on here. And it's just so hard to to keep up with everyone who has. And so 
if you go through that list and you won't be able to do it on the on the screen here because there's probably i don't know a hundred different names more than that and all of these different people will contribute different things there'll be people who are podcasters on here there's pod developers there's people from the hosting side of the business there is uh, people who are more interested in databases and aggregation there's obviously you know, adam curry's of the world there's the dave jones is the these people who are the kind of core linchpins of it but everyone contributes everyone is doing something and so if you've got a show if you've got a um, something that you're creating whether it be digital art whether it be a documentary it's worth focusing on what can other people contribute and how can they contribute in a way which I personally can't do, which whether it be because of personality things, whether it be because of where they live in the world, whether it be because they've spent, you know, decades focusing on just the aspect of photography or something like this. It's always worth exploring how can I utilize the talents and and not only do that, but find a way for people to contribute with their talents that really improve the show or improve the end product of the art that I'm creating. And uh, I think that's really worthwhile focusing on the the second T of the the time, talent, and treasure because it's um uh, it's a huge aspect of, for example, what makes uh, No Agenda so great. They have people who are uh, doctors physicists chemists working in these different companies which can add media sources which you won't hear and it's like the boots on the ground and and that's just one example of how you can create a really successful show based around what other people are sending into you because that is a lot of how they get the the news stories that they talk about on on no agenda so very very cool the app and service highlight that i wanted to do this week was um i actually want to recommend a few podcasts on top of jeans as well so what has also really sparked my interest in open source and and learning more about how similar it is to value for value was a lot of the jupiter broadcasting shows the suite they have and they'll definitely give you a taste of that via different mechanisms so there's the coda radio there's self-hosted there's linux unplugged uh there used to be linux action show I, I can't remember if that's still there chris fisher has been in the world of open source for decades and not only that he's been podcasting about it for decades and so if you want to know more about open source he's like a lifelong proponent of this model basically and he has also been recently especially getting very hard into the value for value and how that can help his show survive during a time where it is harder for you know advertising money has been drying up over this last year and a bit so he obviously sees the link between those two and, and how it, it is so important. And uh, yeah, so if you want to know more about that, I would, you know, just recommend checking out some of those shows, Jupiter Broadcasting. And also I had a chat with him on episode 90 of The Mere Mortals. So gives you an idea of um, of what it's like to embody the ethos of open source and V4V and um, listen to it on Podverse because it's um, open source as well. <laughs> so that is it almost to the end of this episode the fast last and final thing to do here is uh, the v for v section who am i going to give 15 percent of this episode to well i'm going to give it to someone who i is kind of unnamed i guess so uh, you know and that's that's the thing with open source and, and value for value there's these people who have done these amazing things behind the surface which you just don't realize is 
as much, like how much they have contributed, how much they have helped out. And so today I'm going to give 15% to Stephen Crater, who I believe does most, if not all of the documentation for the podcast index GitHub. And that's just really, really important work because without the putting of code into plain language of this is what this is, this is what that is, the, the kind of FAQs, the guides, it's, it's so hard. You know, this is kind of what this show is trying to do is give you a guide to value for value and, and how it can be useful for you, no matter how you're creating digital content. And I think that he does a, a crazy amount of work. And um, I hope this little bit that I'm uh, contributing back to him uh, just, just goes to show that, you know, sometimes things which perhaps might seem unnoticed are, are actually noticed, but um, they might not be monetarily rewarded. And in this case, I, I do want to um, reward him for his uh, his effort, everything that he's, he's done. So uh, very, very much appreciated for that. The last aspect here I'll, I'll give you is the, the three T's. So the time, talent and treasure. What can you do to help contribute to this show to make it better? Well, obviously sharing the episode with the digital creator, but um, I also really appreciate if you'd come and join me live. That's probably the most fun. Last week, we we had a couple of people in the Mere Models um, Discord chat, which was Juan and Booberry, and it's just a, a nice environment. So I go live on uh, 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, which is midnight of UTC on that kind of border between Tuesday and Wednesday. So Tuesday midnight, I guess you'd call it. And yeah, if you if you want to join me, um, I'm live on all of the apps. You get a notification on Podverse, on Fountain, those sort of things. If you have the notifications set up. And Podfans is another great one, CurioCaster, Podcast Guru, uh, all of those will give you access to this live episode here. So yeah, I would really appreciate your time if you if you um, are awake and available to, to join me for that. Talent, well, you gotta let me know, is there anything I can do to make this show better? What annoys you? What resources are similar to the ETHAP overlap of these? Any book recommendations you would take? I really wanna read that one about the cathedral and and the bazaar i think that that would be um really helpful for for me to do and yeah i would uh, i would love to receive some of of your talent what are aspects of value for value that i'm not talking about enough uh, knowing these things is very very important to to making this show better and to to spreading the the word of value for value and then the final one here is the treasure you've got three options the most preferred version is using a, a podcasting 2.0 app newpodcastapps.com if you want to check that out uh, and in those apps you you get so much more benefits i've got the chapters in there i've got links for all of these things that i'm talking about so there is a youtube link to the revolution os documentary for example if you click on that chapter and i put transcripts in there there's also you know the funding tag there's all sorts of ways where you get a better experience on these apps the live you know it's it's worth checking out <laughs> some of uh, one of these apps just to to experience all of the cool things that are going on. And I will just give another shout out here to Podverse. I have to for this episode. It's open source. What, what can I do? Uh, another aspect is you can go to the uh, Podcast Index website or even directly uh, to me at chiron at getalbi.com if you want to just contribute in that manner. Uh, and so if you go to the podcast index website, for example, you will be able to acknowledge all the splits. So you will be able to send it to Stephen Crater as well, which is very much appreciated. 
um, and I'm sure he would appreciate that as as well. But yeah, it's that's one way of doing it. And then the last one is via the PayPal, which is down in the links below. And you can send in a PayPal directly to me. That's more of a contribution to the mere mortals as a whole. But um, yeah, it is very much appreciated. This show does create a lot of time, well, cost me a lot of time to research these things. It does cost me a lot of effort to get into all of the nooks and crannies to really create my notes, to spend all the time doing this. So um, contributing back to it is, is very much appreciated. And so we're going to leave it there for today. That's another value for value episode in the bag. Thank you very much for joining me. There's probably about four episodes left of this season and uh, and then I will probably have a short break and then come back with a, another season shortly afterwards. But yep, four more seasons, uh, four more episodes to to contribute to this show, to get look forward to, to get excited. Next week, I'm going to be going all over the case example of um, my own stats about is value for value actually working? You've talked about it so much, Karen, but is it actually having an impact? And so I will show you how it actually is. So to be to be continued next week's episode. So ciao for now, Kyron out.